0: On today's MarTech Interviews, we are gonna be talking about building communities, the benefits and the impact.
1: This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr.
0: Oh, well, welcome back everybody to MarTech Interviews. This is an exciting day. I, you know, every once in a while I get a superstar on the show. And today it's Cami Hoyce. Cami, hello.
1: Hi, I'm so glad to be here.
0: <laughs> and uh, for everybody listening, if you don't know Cammie, uh Cami Chat on Twitter. Uh, Cammy also hosts a podcast with Madeline Sklar called Communities That Convert, and we're going to be talking about communities today. Uh, but Cami's background is absolutely incredible in the public relations space, social media space, community space. Uh, Cammie's also a public speaker, which is actually how I met. I was asking for advice for in a, uh, in a closed community, I believe online. And Cammy was nice enough to say, Hey, give me a call. Let's talk and gave me a ton of pointers and direction. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think, um, that's really the power of community. See yay! where I went, where I was going with that.
0: <laughs> I love it. So I, I'm going to read a little bit off your bio just so everybody knows. But uh, Cami is a digital strategist, speaker, and author. So she connects people and ideas. She connects businesses with their customers, builds community, and drives measurable results. And that's when I knew I needed to have you on the podcast uh, because I, I really want to dig into that topic. Um, Cammie is the CEO of Zoetica, a digital marketing and public relations agency. Did I pronounce that right, Cammie?
1: Oh, you're doing great!
0: Yay! <laughs> and they help uh, a ton of clients build relationships with their customers and supporters. You're you also founded Social Media Breakfast of Houston, so that's fantastic as well. So, I, man, it's incredible. And and multiple author, uh, how to use social media, win business, and find influencers, uh, cause marketing essentials in the road to success, and you were a contributor to Welcome to the Fifth Estate and the textbook Public Relations Writing, Form, and Style. Uh, And you were the technical editor for Civility in the Digital Age. I didn't know we had that.
1: Um, No, we don't. That's why we need this book. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of my work with Civilination, which is a nonprofit organization that we're our whole – um, focus is to help with that problem.
0: Oh, I love it. I am glad there people are because, um, as, as you know, cause we met and now we follow each other online. I'm, I'm pretty outspoken and I, I make people angry even though I'm not trying to. Um, so, but it's easy to do online nowadays. Um, yeah. let's talk about the topic as a whole, because I, I, I really, I'm going to be open with everybody. I have an audience. I have listeners, I have readers, but I would never define them as a community. And the reason why is because I don't personally engage. The communication is is one way. And, and now I'm not saying that to say that's what I wanted. I would love to have, you know, more back and forth and everything. And that's why I follow and listen to your podcast now. Uh, but you know, what are the benefits, first of all, of taking? You know, uh, you don't have to talk about my situation, but let's let's talk about anybody. Let's talk about a brand, and of course, you know, people are listening to that brand, customers are listening, prospects are listening. What are the advantages of them to begin to build community?
1: Well, I would like to actually start that with a story, a little bit of a story, if that's okay. Yes. Cool. So back when I started blogging um, many moons ago, we won't tell you how long because I'm not (laughs) going to tell you my internet age because it's old. Um, But many moons ago, I think that what excited me the most about this digital landscape was that we could have true connection. And I think when I really realized it was when um believe it or not like bloggers we used to go to each other's blogs and leave comments right have these amazing conversations and i was so excited about those conversations because you could know somebody like you could feel like you really knew somebody that lived in London or, um, in the Midwest of all places. I don't know. Do you know anybody like that? Anyway, (laughs) my point is, is that we could feel like we actually knew each other. Um, and so sitting in your house alone, I think even today, if you think about social media, I think that's what excites people about it is that they can have conversations and kind of connect with people. And it feels a little bit, um, uh, disconcerting when you don't feel that way. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are on social media and they feel like they put something out there and there's just like crickets that come back to them. Right. Yeah. And they wonder how can I possibly ever get people to pay attention to this stuff that I'm putting out there. And I was there once too. And I think that the key to kind of bringing that into full fruition is to be a part of a community. And there are ways to go about doing that. And I, I, took my personal experiences, I guess you could say, and distilled them into a system that I then worked out with brands. So that brings us to the brand. And that really is the bottom line. If you have a community that's around you as a brand, um, what I've found is that whenever you get into some kind of crisis or anything happens online, um, your community will come up to back you up, to be behind you, to really um, give you their support, even if you're not there. You know, so, um, I think it gives you a voice if your community is there and also people then will feel like that you understand them and that you understand their problems. The benefit for a brand is that they can actually know what their customers want and then that will help them to then, um, put together things that that appeal to their customer and that cause them to be happy with the brand. So I think that there's sort of a symbiotic relationship there and brands that don't have communities can find themselves in huge crises if they don't um, have that in place before it happens.
0: Wow. That that makes perfect sense. I, I, you know, I was talking to another uh, John Coats here uh, up in Vancouver and he was talking about, you know just the the mobile ecosystem and he was talking about how important customer experience and customer service was and and i think that lends itself to this as well because I, I see you know there's a lot of companies that do a fantastic job marketing and they might even have a good social media outlet and everything else but if they're incapable of actually connecting and servicing their customer through those channels it you're wasting your time and energy on the marketing side right if you can't fulfill that and then the opposite is true that if you exceed expectations now to your point you have a community that's putting that information out there and now you've got a marketing channel that you didn't even realize or or that you're not you're not you know actively paying you know for but they're doing the work for you right
1: Absolutely. And it's really an amplification of your effort. Um, that's really what they do. Um, a really good example of this was just a couple of weeks ago for me and the communities that convert podcast. I was out of town coming back from a long vacation two weeks where I actually took a complete break. Thank you from the internet. (laughs) And, um, during that time, my, um, podcast co-host, which is Madeline Scalar, who you mentioned, had a family emergency. So we had sort of a week there where um, the podcast went out, but we weren't promoting it like we normally do. Um, And guess what happened? Our community stepped up without us asking and promoted it that entire week.
0: Wow. Uh, See? Okay. I got to get on this. (laughs) (laughs) Send me a proposal, Zoetica. (laughs) As you're building this community, obviously, you have to feed this community, right? Right. Um, now, obviously, with podcasting and you're writing books and you're doing public speaking and you're maintaining a blog, you're putting out a, a ton of content. You know, how do how do you figure out what content is is going to feed that community?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's really something that I struggled with early on as well. And I actually had a client that asked me to come out and train a bunch of non-writers to be bloggers. That was kind of when it hit a crisis point for me, because I'm like, how do I teach these people how to always have constant ideas? I'm sure a lot of us sit down and think, what am I going to write about today? Or what kind of content should I be putting out? Or should I be doing video? Should I be doing a blog post? Should I be, you know, I think that we get we confuse our own selves. And so I've put together sort of a system that helps you to spin out that content pretty quickly. And it goes like this. Um, First of all, you come up with a number of categories. So think blog categories. That's a good one for old bloggers like us. Um, And then inside of those categories, then you spin out, you know, headlines and content from those categories. You get those categories from your community. Mm. So as they're asking you questions, you add the questions to whatever category fits it. And if you find that a lot of questions are coming in that you don't have a category for, you can create that category in your, in your, um, planning session. So it's really, really organic. Um, and I love it because if you create content that answers questions, like real questions that people actually asked, not ones you made up and then answered, um, these kinds of things rank really high for SEO. They rank really which is search engine engine optimization. I'm assuming your listeners are super dialed into that and know <laughs> what that means. Um, these kinds of content are really great for um, any kind of search engine optimization, say, on YouTube. So say you put together a video for YouTube that answers that question or that you write a blog post. So that's Google. By the way, they're both Google. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff people want to know about. They want to know stuff that solves their actual problem. So write thing about things that solves people's problems and keep it narrow. Um, That's the other part that I really work on with clients is that we want to keep it within a range, you know, three, four, five, categories at most because you don't want to be like an expert in everything. You want to really shine for what you're great at. So, um, you know, for me, I really talk about creating content. I talk about how to connect with your audience, be it through a community building effort or through influencer development. So we have an influencer relations kind of program that we do with our clients as well, including our own because we eat our own dog food. So we have Texas where we have 20 influencers that we work with on a regular basis to bring them into market, um, to really cover a location. So very much travel and tourism. Um, so that's our second one. So we create content, we connect with them, and we clarify things. So a strategy is really important to have, which I think a lot of times we just go out there and see what works. So how do you tie everything that you do together and make it understandable for your customers so that they know who you are and what you do, right? Yeah. And then what I think is the most important part is the calibrate part. How do you measure
0: your results? Oh, yay. You said it. I'm going yeah. to wait. We got to take a pause right on this because that's my issue with the majority of people. I'm going to I'm going to say that I have a problem with our industry right now. <laughs> oh, you do. I do. And it's and it's I work with PR professionals and I work with social media professionals. And I am I am absolutely aghast sometimes at how many don't have a strategy for measurement.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what's really interesting is we used to say in PR, because, you know, I come from public relations. I've been doing public relations for 20 years now. Crazy, but true. Um, And early in my career, they said you couldn't measure it. Now there's so much to measure. People aren't really sure how to measure it. Like, there's so many different ways, especially with social media, because you can measure followers and you can measure all of these different vanity metrics in large part. And how does that actually hit the bottom line? How does that affect your business? So I talk about a five, a framework, if you will, for measuring, um, social media or public relations. And that's really about activity, which is what you put out, right? So you do have to have some of that. Mm -hmm. So where, where does your activity go? How is it, how is it, going out there? What types of things are you putting out? And from that, what kind of attention do you get? So that's your likes, your comments, that kind of stuff. Then how does that bring you awareness? And when I say awareness, that's when people are talking about you. You know, like, are people out there talking about your brand? Right. Are they talking to each other about your brand? And then the the, the fourth one is really about attitudes. And that's how are people talking with you? You know, are they talking with you about, uh, are they talking back to you? Are they at replying to you? Are they showing up at your events? Are they sharing your content? You know, are they actually engaging with you? So that's engagement, right? And then finally, actions, which are things like, uh, are, are they buying something from you in the end of the of the funnel? Are they um, doing something that you've asked them to do? So if you have like a nonprofit, are they donating to you? Are they volunteering, and so on. So, I mean, you really do have to look at how all these things impact each other. So how much awareness do you need to get to get to your actions that you need? That's it's
0: fantastic.
1: Really the bottom line. So that you do need to measure all those things, but you need to measure them in in um, terms of how it impacts the final outcome.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes, obviously, sometimes that's difficult, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's As long as you're intentful in your approach, right? you know, that before you plan your strategy, you understand, hey, how are we going to measure whether this is successful or not? Then, obviously, you've got an idea of, you know, what you know, what you're going to do either, um, you know, hashtagging or, or mentions or, you know, social listening and monitoring of keywords and brands, you know, however you're going to work on that, you're going to, um, does, does, I'm curious because awareness, a lot of times awareness, I just think awareness is one of those incredible tools that people vastly underestimate. And, and that's that, you know, when you get your name out there, it's not, it's not necessarily something that's going to drive a, a, a direct repeatable action, but it's something that people might mull over, right? You know, that if I'm, you know, if I, I, I'll just make one up, you know, if I'm, if I'm thinking about getting someone to service my, you know, garage door, um, you know, it might be a decision that I don't make for months, you know, but. If I'm all of a sudden getting pinged and listening and you know I hear a garage door opener company um, or I see their sign out or I uh, they're at an event sponsoring or whatever, now they're top of mind. And now when the time is right for me to make that purchase, I wind up going to them just because of awareness. But it's hard to plug all of those directly together, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, um, not something you're going to be able to draw direct correlations between for sure. Um, it just means that people are starting to become aware that you exist in social channels. It doesn't mean that they're going to take any action beyond that or that there'll be any appreciable business results, but this is really the most common place where measurement stops. People say, Oh yeah, you know, we've been mentioned X number of times, which is great. But what you really want to do is say, okay, Um, You know, when you see this huge um, increase in mentions, is there any increase in actions that occur, you know, either immediately or even three months down the line? So what we've seen with social media and especially on the PR side is that you'll get a big, um, you know, burst of awareness mentions. And then even three months down the line, you'll see a big increase in the actions taken. Right. Right. Yes. So, you have to realize that these things are not always direct, they're offset a little bit. Yep. Um, so you, if but if you're measuring all of this in a dashboard, you see it
0: right, right? You're gonna see and the trend,
1: you're gonna see the trend, and it's all about trends. It's not about, I, I love how people are really worried about the discrete numbers. We've reached 1.5 million people, <laughs> okay, that's awesome. But what happened from there, and you know, it's not always easy to get all the way to the end of that. Um, it requires cooperation amongst all the different groups. So you may be, um, like if you're in the PR department, your marketing department may be completely separate from the sales department, you know, and so on. So you're going to have to actually work with these other departments in order to make it happen. And unfortunately there's a lot of what I'd like to call cooptition going on there
0: Yeah. <laughs> or right.
1: cooptition, or whatever you want to call it. They're not, you know, they're competing against each other instead of working together. Right. Um, one of my clients recently, I actually went and listened to him. He's the head of marketing for this client. And he was um, going to speak to a local group. And his topic was how he comes up with his um, KPIs for his marketing plan. So of course, I was sitting on the front row with my notebook out like, what does he need? What does he want? And I took notes and found out that he really wants to look at different service areas. And he has specific service areas where they spend a lot of money on advertising. Um, and they have, you know, really ones that they want to use more than others. So I jotted those down and I thought, okay, so these are the categories. Remember I told you about categories and, 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 um, and creating content. These are the categories where we're going to create content this year. And if we create content in these areas, guess what happens? Then the marketing department will come up underneath us and spend money on those categories. So they will like, you know, um, and in, in reinforce our content with advertising spend because our, av- our content now is in alignment with the overall strategy and the KPIs. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, it, well, and it, it is, it's another surprising one, you know, that sometimes the PR team isn't talking to the content team, isn't talking to the ad team, you know, and everybody's kind of doing their own thing. But when you can multiply, you know, the impact, by making sure each, you know, other knows. So if you you know put out an infographic with the content team, now the ad team can actually write ads around it or the PR team can go pitch it, you know, to industry, you know, sites or magazines or whatever. I I and it's amazing how much, you know, sometimes a company will put so much effort into an initiative but not align all those channels.
1: Well, and it's, I don't really blame the companies necessarily. I mean, although I do, cause somebody needs to have the vision yeah. to put all that together. Um, I mean, technically this guy who I went to listen to, he, he signs my checks. I mean, he's the one who puts together my contract. So you'd think that he'd be telling me this already just automatically. But when I came in, I kind of approached him with that after his talk, he goes, Oh, and he kind of shook his head. Um, he liked that idea, you know, a lot, but I don't know if he ever really, it ever really occurred to him to do it exactly that way.
0: Right. Right. Wow. Yep. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Are there? I'm curious, you know, for a, a brand that let's say, you know, they've been working on their marketing for a while and they've been producing content. Are there stages of maturity to a community, you know, or is it, or is it look day one, you just start doing this and you know, and people will eventually convert or, or does it take time to get to certain, you know, actions by these people over time? Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I wish I'd come up with a model already of stages of maturity of a community, but you give me an idea there. Probably (laughs) we'll work on that this year. Um, yes, there are stages of maturity. I mean, when you first start a community, it's usually pretty small. Um, there's, there's different ways that communities form too. I mean, people form communities on their own sometimes. So it's not just brand driven, if that makes sense to you. So in fact, I would suggest that sometimes it's more powerful if a community comes together and the brand comes around the existing community to support that community, Right. that sometimes works really, really well for a brand.
0: I agree. Um, I, I, I think, you know, if, if you're, uh, i I'm not coming up with good analogy well a pet owner right if if you're in the pet supply business or something like that, you don't want to start a brand community <laughs> you know you want to start a you know how to love and treat your pet community right right you know you want to focus it on what your customer is about and what they care about, not what not the sales and what you care about
1: or come around a community that already exists and support that community in whatever way that they, they need, you know? So there's a couple of ways to go about communities. You can start your own community, which is great. um, when it makes sense, you can come around a community that already exists or, um, you know, maybe a third way or a third rail, if you will, is to, um, have a, what I call an open community. So it's not like an organized thing, you know, where, I think of, um, Whataburger. They're pretty good with this. Um, they have a really funny and awesome Twitter account. And if you go and follow them, you'll see that they're interactive with their community and people follow them. It's more of an entertainment thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's that. And then there's also communities, I guess there's a fourth too, which come together based on, um, common interests. So like, you know, a group of people that all have the same kind of cancer or, a group of people that all have the same kind of hobby. And those groups aren't really brand communities as much as they are um, affinity communities, if you will.
0: Yeah. Well, Cammie, I I cannot thank you enough for taking the time today. Uh, that really gives people some structure, I think, both on the community and then both on the measurement side of it. And that's um, it gives me a lot of ideas and what to think about even in developing my own. Um, where can people find... Uh, information out, and wh- where should they go online to to get a hold of you?
1: Well, um, here's what I'm thinking. I would like to give a free gift to your listeners. Oh. I Ooh. have, yay, gifts. It's you know New Year's a new year's gift. Does that work?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: I actually have a strategy sheet that I've used for hundreds of clients to help them kind of think about these things in a more strategic way. I call it the goalpost sheet. You set your goals, you look at your people, your objectives, your strategies, and your tactics. Um, and then you can kind of roll it all together pretty quickly. Um, I've used it for a number of clients as well as our, um, our gift of guidance program that we do every year for nonprofits where we help them put together a social media plan for the following year. So I've helped at least 60 that way. Wow. Um, so we've tested this a lot. So I'd love to give that to your listeners if they want it, if they're really interested in putting together a true social media strategy so they can go to smart social. St- uh, I'm going to say that again. Cause I can't even do it. So sorry. <laughs> I'm like having trouble today. <laughs> They can go to smartsocialsecrets.com and download that for free.
0: Smartsocialsecrets.com. Can
1: That's... you believe I got that URL?
0: That is a fantastic domain. <laughs>
1: Don't you think somebody like would have come up with that domain before, but they uh, didn't because you... I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>
0: That's fantastic. So they can go there and and basically download your your how to guide, right? Absolutely.
1: That's yep. awesome. And then, once they get the guide, they'll have my email address and they can we they can ask me any question they want through that.
0: That's fantastic. And then of course, uh, be sure to subscribe to Communities That Convert. Uh, it, it's I, I've listened to several episodes now, and I love the back and forth uh, that you guys are doing on it. There's always something actionable that I can walk away with. So um, thank you for that because it's a it's just a fantastic podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I've, I've really enjoyed listening to yours too.
0: Oh, thank you. I, I have good guests. It's not me.
1: <laughs> you have superstars, real
0: superstars. That's good. Uh, I do today.
1: <laughs> awesome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and, and of course on Twitter, uh, Kami chat, uh, so K A M I C H A T. Be sure to follow Kami, uh, just incredible information that you're putting. Are you speaking anywhere soon?
1: Yeah, actually, I'm going to be speaking at Social Media Day here in Houston on June 30th. Um, if you want to come here, we have a great uh, conference that we put on here. Um, I have a couple of others coming up soon, but if you get on my list, truly, I'll let you know where I'm going to be. I usually am around somewhere in and about the U.S. here and there. So
0: That's fantastic. And so if they sign up at SmartSocialSecrets.com, they'll be on that list?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you informed.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Cammie.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I so appreciate it, Douglas. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.